0: The Franchise NBA Insider Show. Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm break down the NBA and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Stats, analysis, and opinions
1: from the peak to the locker room to the road. No one has you covered like the Franchise NBA Insiders.
2: 107.7, the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. What the hell are you people doing back? Yeah, that's right. It's the <laughs> it's a franchise Thunder Insider show. Um, OU went ahead and rescheduled their first game for a Sunday so we could have one last show. Uh, thanks, Castiglione. Appreciate that. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into in-depth talk about OU Houston. Uh, don't worry about that. But here we are. The Thunder Insider show. I am TV's Jerry. Across from me is a... <laughs> Phoneless, John Ham. Good morning. How you doing, John?
0: Well, this is the problem with traveling, Jerry, because I I emptied out the backpack and repacked it, and obviously forgot to put my headphones <laughs> yeah. back in there.
2: So, but still, you can hear me. I'll talk loud enough. Yes. And just just to throw in the extra special in this show, okay?
1: We're bringing in from the Athletic, Brett Dawson. Brett, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Huh. I I'd like to say. That I think the fact that they moved a football game so that you could have another basketball show is a sign that Oklahoma's moving in the right direction. That's out. not there yet. <laughs> not trying there yet, but getting there.
2: Here's the thing, and, and and listen, Brett, it's not the Thunder per se. It's this show because when they did have, and I don't know if you know this or not, when they had Durant and Westbrook and Harden and all that, all those they never they never moved to a football game for them. All those guys played here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just imagine how many, how many titles did that? Oh, take? yeah. No, exactly. Uh, but they never did that with that team.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's really just the show. It's this show and
2: the influence. The, this
1: show is is, is uh, integral to the growth of basketball in the state. If I knew what that meant, I would absolutely agree with you. So. It's
0: almost like OU football is repositioning itself to make room for us. Makes to, sense. In
2: order to replenish. Makes sense. Poor guys. I hope, I hope it works out for them. Uh, As far as money-wise and stuff like that, I really don't dive into their books. Uh, They seem to be doing okay for themselves. They had to start selling beers at the stadium, though, so it sounds like they're hurting But OU's
0: got a lot of future first-round picks coming in the pipeline, (laughs) a lot of them.
2: Uh, Brett, you've you've written some interesting, some very interesting, great stuff uh, here recently. I want to get into some of that in the next half hour that we have you. But I do want to kind of touch with you, and I'll touch with John here, about something I said yesterday on my show. And I want you to, to sort of tell me if I'm crazy on this. Okay. Okay? We talked about Durant, Westbrook, Harden, all yes. those guys, right? And we all joke, hey, how many championships do they win? And it's sort of a big deal in the NBA about the rise and fall of the thunder. Lincoln Riley has set up now with he's had two Heisman Trophy winners. This year's quarterback is a guy who's played in the national championship game for
1: the, you know, the juggernaut that's Alabama. I've heard of him and, and them before. I, you know, I'm from SEC country.
2: And from the ne- for the next two years, he has the number one quarterback from that class <clears throat> coming in. That's five straight years of just top-notch quarterback play. Kind of talk about the, d- just between them and the Thunder, sort of the similarities on having all that much talent, and yet... You look in the year three here, the Sooners are not, you know, they're not favored to win any championship this
1: year, yet they have some of the most explosive talent available out there. Well, I always think football and basketball comparisons are hard to make because the, one player in basketball may, means so much more than one player in football. Even a quarterback doesn't compare to what one great basketball player means to a basketball team. Um so those are weird comparisons also championships are hard it's just really hard to win a championship and that's the one thing Get that's constant between the two things you can have a lot of talent you can have this or that or whatever um and sometimes the quarterback thing it doesn't matter I mean like you know how long has LSU been good without having a good one you know that's it matters it's great to have a great quarterback how dare but,
0: you talk about Matt Mock like that <laughs>
1: but if you have a great quarterback. And like, just for example, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not, this is not a specific example, but let's say you have a great quarterback, but your defense is terrible. I. You know, what? I have no clue what you're talking about. So like, for example, if that were to happen to you, it's probably going to be hard to win a championship because it's, you're going to lose a game here or there. If your defense just can't stop anybody. If hypothetically, there were a defense like that, that existed somewhere with a Heisman trophy winner, but just couldn't get the stops at it or it. two.
2: Brett, I don't like what you're saying there because you're telling me that there's other factors than just stockpiling talent. Uh, well, talent
1: <laughs> – stockpiling talent is great. You just have to stockpile talent in a whole lot of positions, and then they all have to play well. Kicker, and, punter. Yeah. Huh, bench. Yeah. Maybe a defensive end here and there. Yeah. Backup, backup power forward. Cornerback. Something like
2: that. Okay. <laughs> so so it matters the entire team, not yes. just – you know, three or four spectacular talents, right. and even okay.
1: in basketball, that matters. You know, it matters to have. That's that's why you're, the trend in basketball now is more to have a big two, and a real complete team around them than it is to have a big three and not be able to afford anybody else.
2: One zero seven seven, the franchise. One zero seven nine in Tulsa. Joined by the Athletics, Brett Dawson for the first part of this show. John Ham, Brady. Tr- hey, Brady Trantham, how you doing? What's up? Hey, how's it going?
3: Basketball, football
2: season. Let's it do this. Absolutely. All right. Um, so I text you uh, a question, and it may be like you said, it's a silly question, but uh, I fig- figured we had you for a little while, so let's have some fun with this. Is this at... my, ho- my homework assignment yes. you gave me? Okay. Yes. This, okay. We all have games that we've circled on the, um, you know, on the schedule for the Oklahoma State Thunder in the next year. Obviously, the Houston game is huge. The Clippers game, I guess. I don't know. Stepdad will come back. Because that's what Paul Paul George basically was, was like, I'm not here to be your Durant. I'm here to be your step Durant. Anyway. (laughs) um, So, but I asked you to tell us games that you circled on the schedule.
1: I have a question real fast before you get to that. Sure, No, absolutely. In that scenario, does that make Westbrook the mom? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. The matriarch. Yeah. Well, the matriarch
2: figure. Come on. I mean, let's Shakespearean. It would have been played by a dude anyway all right so i just fair i mean if you want to get literal with this but anyway uh i asked you to to circle a couple of games that you have circled that maybe go under the radar that just normal
1: fans don't have circled all right so i have three and the reason i have three is because that's the number that you told me to to come up with (laughs) that's a great reason and i cheated on one of them so there's three and i cheated so i just did it this morning i i uh threw it together and I cheated. So it's a lot like high school.
2: Well, I also like this show. So you're fitting yeah. in perfectly yeah. with this show. Yeah.
1: So um, the one, one I picked was the Warriors on the 25th of November. The reason for that is it's the third time they'll play the Warriors in that stretch of time. Before November, By November 25th, they will have played the Warriors three times. That's interesting to me on a couple levels. One... It tells you what people think about the Thunder this year, what TV cares about the Thunder and Warriors as opposed to the last couple of years. But what's interesting to me is you're going to play another team that has – they're in a weird situation. They're a little uncertain. They're trying to figure out who they are. And you'll play them three times in that span. So that's a good way to kind of gauge where you are on November 25th. You will have played this other probably, you know, mid-to-low-level playoff contender-type team three times. So that's one. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, I I think the – Look, I still think Golden State. I, people obviously are. Uh, it, it's kind of funny when people rattle off like their playoff you know seedings, and Golden State's usually the one that kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. You know, you get down to like seven or eight, and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't put Golden State yeah. in there. And sure, a lot of that, uh, it's you know, Klay Thompson being right. out is is impactful.
1: They also I, lost a guy who's a good player.
0: Yeah, but it turns out they were pretty good before they had
1: him too. So I think they're going to be just. Well, I think they're going to be really good. I'm true, not going to say. That- I and mean, that team had World Cup participant Harrison Barnes on it.
0: Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And uh, and and Andre Iguodala. No, look, I, I still think I still think I still think Golden State is going to be really good really good i wouldn't be shocked if we're talking about them as a top four seed
1: by the end of the season me too but but on on november 25th though on november 25th i think those two teams might be i think in the first two months of the season those two teams might be kind of comparable
0: no i mean that that makes sense uh, especially because we still think you know probably oklahoma city is going to have the chris paul dino Gallinari tandem in place by then uh that may not be there Exactly, it, or that may not be intact.
1: One of those two that, may not be there after. February? The Warriors are built to get better. Clay Thompson right. comes back theoretically at some point in the season. The Thunder are actually built to get worse. They are <laughs> built to trade <laughs> right. one of their one or more of their best players. Yes.
3: So we're doing the top three Thunder games, right? Because I didn't get any pre-game text or pre-game notes. No, no. Notes. We're,
2: what we're doing is we're kind of getting on. We're getting off on Brett here, uh, as far as what he thinks the top three that we are under the radar under the radar we've all circled like games that we said oh wow this is going to be big for the thunder but this is under the radar and you know what we're up against on this segment let's take the other two after the after the break here we'll get everything settled we'll get back in guys we're flying through the last franchise thunder insider show of the season maybe you're listening to the franchise Thunder insider show on 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. I am TV's Jerry. Jerry Ramsey, the lead dog song and dance man for The Franchise Under Insider Show. We have Mr. Analytics, John Hamm. Give me a number. Just throw a number out there. 42. Good job. See, that's the kind of numbers we're talking about. That's right. Brady Trantham. Uh, he is all about the lead coverage on our FranchiseOK.com, plus the All82 podcast. OKC82, Jerry. And my boss when it comes to podcasts, because yep. he's the executive producer of the um, Franchise Podcast Network.
3: Yeah, for the next hour and 15 minutes or so, or an hour and 45, I've got to do what you say. So
2: This is weird because I'm your boss right now, but if you are going as to As soon po- as
3: we clock out, you're...
2: No, but are you going to do podcast this?
3: Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. We were taking a two-week break. And we, we said but then If something happens Then we'll of course Put a podcast
2: out In these two we weeks We were but. on a break <laughs> <laughs> But if you podcast it Then you're my boss Yep That's weird It's just weird And then of course Everybody's boss Madison Morris back there what uh, Madison you didn't hear In the first segment Because she sacrificed Her headphones to John Hamm Yes to, th- That is a true teammate that is, that
0: is Russell Westbrook Would not have done
1: that
4: No he would <laughs> Way not to go No that, This is why I do not Resemble Russell Westbrook In any shape or form
1: it wasn't that good a segment. It's fine. Okay. You didn't miss <laughs>
2: <Sure> enough,
4: <laughs> you that much. I barely heard it. So. I do
2: I, I do want to ask you this real quick. Uh, you are on the OSU coverage right now? I am. Do you have any comments about the Beavers?
4: Terry. <sighs> what the Oregon State <laughs> Beavers? She's, she's dressed
3: in beaver attire I, right I now. I am not. It's, no, I am not. What, what color is Oregon State, Madison?
4: Orange and black.
2: And what are you wearing?
4: Uh, what color is Oklahoma State? That's not
2: the question he asked you asked
4: Anyway, so last <laughs> night the game, um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you want me to comment on it, but it was pretty good. I did fall asleep kind of towards the end because it was almost <laughs> two a.m. So no, hold on. I did hold. the very best I could. It's
3: You're- okay. I might. I might fall asleep during some thunder games this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're our lead coverage person for OSU, and you fell asleep at the end of the game. It
4: was almost two a.m. That's
2: the kind of commitment we have to <laughs> Oklahoma State it was football. Almost on this two a.m.
4: What do you expect? Like
2: you've never been up at two a.m. Touche. 107.9 us, We're joined by Brett Dawson from The Athletic Almost making this a quality show So what it usually is No, we bring in a little professionalism And it gets us up to the top We were talking to Brett about the games That he circled that might not be so obvious For this season going in You said Golden State By the time we roll around to December <clears throat> Oklahoma City's played them
1: yep. done. All, Basically done with them at that point Yeah <laughs> It so used the, to be Phoenix in the past. I know. You know? Now it's yeah, now it's Golden State. Season series done <laughs> yeah.
2: by December.
1: That's fantastic. Remember the time they they did the Utah a couple years ago. Yes. They were done with Utah before Christmas.
0: <laughs> and that was when Utah, like, they got significantly better. Yes, yeah, So
1: Thunder beat them in every game yes. before, and then the the playoffs came. and <laughs> Yep, Different and Utah things got there. When
2: well, did yeah. they get Donovan Mitchell? Did that mean, did they? Did they <laughs> he just became a much, much better <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. got a little much,
1: better. Much better. Much, much.
2: Better. Okay, so you said you cheated on this one. So go yeah. ahead and tell us how you cheated so, well, on this
1: So the reason I cheated on this one is because this was when I did a, a sort of schedule, uh, you know, games to watch for the Athletic. This one was on there. But this one is an under-the-radar pick, I think. And that is the Bulls on December 16th. And the reason I chose the Bulls on December 16th is really not because of the Bulls. It's because that's sort of the first game where we'll look at this team very differently after December 15th because that opens up a whole lot of trade partners around the league. Guys that signed as free agents in the summer with other teams are are when they sign with new teams. That's when they're eligible to be traded, Um, and those that opens up a lot of trade partners. It opens up a lot of trade possibilities. And so, if you're interested in Danilo Gallinari, maybe you can't get him now, but after December 15th, you'll be able to. We'll look at the team. I think a little bit more from a when are they going to trade guys standpoint. I, I think it's not impossible that they would make some big trade before this. But this is the day I think the the season sort of shifts from what are they as a team to what might these trades be.
0: And and that's kind of a bummer because that's when the schedule starts to lighten yeah, up. Exactly. You know, that is when you've got the Bulls, you've got the Grizzlies, you've got the Suns that week, and finally, huh, okay, we can relax a little bit. And one of your best players may be shipped away at that point. Right. But... Or
1: at the very least, you may now constantly be talking about that. You might right. constantly be focused. And and your players might be focused on <laughs> on what's gonna happen there. So I think that's that also creates, I think, a new challenge for Billy Donovan and for the team. You're going to have a situation now where, I don't want to say people are going to get asked about it every day, but that's going to be hanging over the team after December 15th, I would say.
0: And it's a long homestand that kicks yeah. off uh, what their longest homestand of the season, where they just happen to be home for what that 10 day stretch uh, yep. through Christmas. And, and then
1: not playing on Christmas. Not which
0: playing is on
3: Christmas. Also, kind of a weird, thank God situation. The thing <laughs>
0: I'm I was look- mad about, <laughs> about <it.
3: laughs> The thing I was kind of looking forward to around that time, Brett, was just. Um, And it's a slim possibility, of course, but let's just say that the Thunder just win a handful of games that they're not supposed to win. That we go into those games like they have no chance. They they pull out because they do have some talent. We've said it for the last month and a half that yes, this team has talent. So let's say that they win a handful of games that they they're not supposed to, and then they they're they're put they're putting themselves in a situation where they get around into December, and it's like okay now guys can start to get traded. How, is the fam, like, how would the fan base react if the Thunder are like, hey, they're kind of a scrappy 8-seed, maybe a 7-seed, and nope, trading away Gallinari, trading away Chris Paul? Because I would think that by now the fans understand what is going to happen, but it's still kind of a slap in the face to a fan base if you know, you're you getting accustomed
1: to a scrappy successful team. Yeah, I, to me, this I'm going to try to put this as delicately as I can. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, I know matter. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just... It doesn't... Like, what the fans think about that specific moment in time, this is such a long game they're playing. It's such a, a long process. The, the draft assets they got back in these trades obviously run through 2026. So the Thunder are looking at a really big picture here, and this season is so insignificant in that picture. And so, like, you know, I, I think it's important probably to try to trade Gallinari. I mean, I think you want to try to get some kind of value out of Gallinari. And the rest of it, who knows, the Chris Paul thing may never happen. I mean, they may never trade Chris Paul. Um, But I I think they're going to look at everything through the prism of what's the long-term ramification. What's the best thing for us to do over the long haul? They're not going to worry about this season very much on one side or the other. So I think fans, if they are enjoying themselves at the beginning of the season, should just brace yourself for the idea that, like, hey, this is probably going to get blown up.
3: Yeah, because, like, one of the things I'm, I'm kind of interested in as well, and I don't mean to jump the gun, but, like, the Washington game, the, the home opener, I'm just really interested, like, when I walk out of the uh, um, the Cox building out of the uh, parking, um, parking lot and I walk across the street to the arena to see how many fans are actually lining up for that for that game because when when I get there about an hour and a half or two before tip-off there's hundreds of people waiting out there for some random game on a Tuesday in February and I'm really interested to see just kind of the pulse of the fan base as the season plays along but it was just something I had in mind yeah (laughs) I
1: would I would uh, gauge that not by that opener I would gauge that in two weeks after it or whatever because I think you're still going to have a big crowd for the first night yeah people are going to be intrigued by Gallinari and certainly by Shea Gildas-Alexander and and Chris Paul
0: And I made this I made this point on the OKC Dream Team uh, podcast, which, by the way, Brett and I are a part of uh, shameless plug.
2: uh, Yeah, you should should
0: check that out. Uh, But, you know, you were talking about that. Like, what if this team does get off to a promising start? It's a rough start to the schedule. But, you know, let's say they are, I don't know, a couple of games over 500. When you get through that rough part, you go, wow, this team could actually compete for a playoff spot. You know, the Phoenix Suns years ago were supposed to be really bad. They were surprisingly good. And it's like, oh, gosh, we okay, let's let's halt the rebuild. Let's see if we can make the playoffs. And it was the worst thing for that franchise. They tried to push it. They tried to make that a playoff team when it wasn't. Rather than sticking with the, no, we need to take and get worse plan. And, and I, I suspect OKC is, you know, they're not going to deviate unless this team turns out to be, you know,
2: just super <laughs> yeah just uh, that the, what the Knicks teams in the early 70s just a bunch of guys thrown together that, that end up working really well yeah
1: and, and also maybe if nothing materializes that they like for Gallinari sure. and they say well you know we're not going to get anything anyway so let's ride it out one year and let's make the playoffs and let him walk in free agency
0: or try to sign and trade in the off season right. you know that is right. as we saw this past summer that is suddenly a new thing that teams are willing to do yeah.
2: so my uh, my big the Suns been good since then by the way was that the last year the Suns were good Devin yeah. Booker scored in the 70s <laughs>
1: we know that happened uh, and also only 22 years old <laughs> really fred Cass and i did a podcast yesterday where we uh, just drilled we talked about that all the time it's all anybody ever says about Devin. it Booker. should have been the only can 22 you believe, podcast he's gonna be 30 when, when devin booker's 34 people are gonna be like can you believe devin booker's only 34 so,
0: and buddy healed is 42 yeah. i know it's here's yeah.
2: here's a, a question that i i think is kind of weird is this keeps popping in my head who's the face of the thunder right now because it's Steven Adams, right? Yes. Because this guy is the godfather of or whatever. And, you know, you think of a Lord of the Rings sort of picture where he's standing over with a beard upon <laughs> the ruins that is Oklahoma City That's now. That's
4: exactly what I picture. <laughs> yes.
5: Well, Spot also, on.
2: Lord of the Rings is a New Zealand thing. But on, yeah. but honestly, uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a guy that you could easily Make the face of your of, of, of your franchise was
0: once the face of Oklahoma City basketball.
2: Um, <laughs> True. What what do you think the Thunder steps are? With? And then, do you, know, you got you know you got uh, SGA? Is that what I have to call him? Because I'm hip. SAGA. I'm cool. Yes, you have SGA, SGA. Who, for everything I've read and seen, you want to be the face of the of yep. the franchise. So. Just kind of talk about the evolution. Of what is the thunder going to do with this? Because it almost sounds to me in a nicest way as you possibly could say it. This year didn't matter. So it doesn't matter who the face is now. it doesn't matter any of this crap. But I'm sorry, Brett, we could get hit by a damn bus in May, and this is the last season that we got to enjoy. I mean, every season is a season, if you get what I'm saying. What? Every season is a season? Every season is a season. It's it, a it real is. thing. It really happens. What, were and, you changing the
0: meaning of season? Like, like Buffalo, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo? Were, were you changing no, the meaning? No, it was of, oh,
2: actually okay. buckshot, birdshot, <laughs> buckshot. If you saw Dave Chappelle, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I have not seen the Dave Chappelle.
2: But, uh, oh, it's it's really not. And take the family with you. Uh, but this season, I mean, this people are paying for this season. People are going to show up for this season. And then the nice way you said it it doesn't matter because it's a long game for these guys. But damn it, they got to do something this season to make this thing sellable even in February
1: and March. Well, they kind of don't i mean like like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, like what are you gonna do what, what like you got to do what what's best for the long-term healthier franchise that's the way they're gonna look at this and that's so, well
2: that's what they are doing you don't have to like you said the phoenix suns got hot for a little wear and they tried to run well that's it. true that's true you but, could
1: you could do the wrong thing that yes, is a good point know? great it's um but they've taken very few giant missteps and they probably won't take one here they're probably not gonna try to sell out for that look they're they understand i think they know in the in the in the span of time that they've been here as a franchise, the, the the ticket salespeople, not to I'm not bagging on the ticket salespeople, the job hasn't been that hard from a marketing standpoint. The tickets sell themselves. Now you're gonna have to try to do that and I, I think they understand they're not gonna sell every ticket. They're not gonna be full. There are gonna be some fans who are upset and all this is short term pain that they hope has a long term payoff. But, you know, you don't know that it will, but this is the, the approach they're gonna take.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, when you talk, you know, whenever OKC accumulated all these draft picks, the idea was brought up that, okay, well, they've got a good team. They can cash in some of those in now and go get, you know, fill in the blank player. Again, sort of a short-sighted move. No, I, I think this team is very motivated to hopefully – uh, at least recreate, if not better, the previous 10 years. I think that's the hope. And the best way to make that happen is, again, through all this draft accumulation. And the reason why Chris Paul is still on the team, if you listen to reports, you know, probably because OKC wasn't willing to give up some of that future uh, stash of stuff in order to move Chris Paul along, there's no pressure to do so.
3: Yeah, it's it's just so odd what what this team is cuz there're just so many factors that you you have to take into account. Now, like kind of what I was talking about earlier, what what if they do what if they are that team that the Thunder would constantly lose to um over the last few years like a team that okay, they're they're nothing and then they just win like 10, 12 games out of a 20 game stretch just randomly. Um like does prestige do the Thunder do they decide like we've got to intentionally sit some guys because we can't we can't win this much or because the guys that they are winning with their health risks and they, they want to probably try and trade. They're definitely going to try and trade Gallinari. They're definitely going to try and uh, look for a place to ship off with Chris Paul, um, their health risks and you can't risk playing them 82 games. And it's um, it's just really hard to fathom exactly what this
1: team is going to do moving forward at this point. I think maybe from a health standpoint, they will rest some guys. I think maybe you'll see some back-to-backs where guys don't play, if you got, you know, three games in a week, maybe those guys aren't going to play all three of those games. But, like, there's not going to be any of this, like, oh, we're winning too much. The season just, when I say it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if they're bad and it doesn't matter if they're good. If they're good, they're fine. They're okay with that. They're not going to say, oh, boy, we're, we're getting we're, we're in the playoff chase here and we can't stay there. They'll probably take care of that at some point anyway because you'll trade Gallinari, who is going to be, he might be your best player right now coming off the year he's coming off of. Gallinari was unbelievably good last year so like he may be your best player you'll probably trade him at some point in the season and at that point you'll drop off one way or the other but they're not there won't be any thought in their mind i don't think based on my understanding of the situation and the way i feel about having talked to people i don't think they'll ever say oh we're too good we got to lose some games that's not somewhere in the future they'll worry about losing games this year is not that year
4: no i agree too and i feel like the thunder they have I don't know if they necessarily, as an organization, have high high expectations this season, but I think fans still do. And they're not going to just forgo those just because they they have like an idea of what they want the season to be like. I think these guys that are on this team right now, they have a good idea of what they want to do this season. They know what they want to accomplish. I don't think it's going to be one of those tanking situations where they're just going to let this fan base down and just be like, eh, well... You guys all know that you know there's no Russell Westbrook, there's no Paul George anymore, there's no like elite stars anymore. So it's just going to be kind of a year. Eh, I, I don't really see that happening. So I think guys like Stephen Adams and guys who have at least been on the team for like two three years, they're really going to step up and they're going to try to lead these new guys. And I feel like the uh, cohesiveness of this team could really come together.
0: And this eh season
1: is still going to be better than anything Charlotte's had for the <laughs> yeah. past ten years. Yeah, I mean,
4: I you know it's weird. Eh
1: Their starting five is good. It's it a good starting yeah. lineup. Now, whether Not that bad. matters in the long run and when Gallinari has gone, we can talk. I mean, obviously, we, we everything is has an asterisk by it, But like the five guys they're going to start are really good players. And then oh. you got Schroeder as your sixth man.
3: Who's yeah. a, he, he's a bottom league start starter point point guard in the NBA. So yeah, he and played also out last
4: season, he I did mean, the, pretty well as a six man.
1: Yeah. Your other two primary bench pieces are going to be Nerlens Noel and and whichever guy doesn't start probably out of Robertson and Ferguson. So like. Your top eight players are not bad. That's a good, solid NBA rotation. They're gonna win some games.
2: And listen, the problem with Oklahoma City is gonna be it's been sexy for the last damn decade, and now they're putting on an Eeyore night, sh- you know, a nightgown, and it's like it's fine, it's fine. That's good. Yeah, no, that you can still see your knees in that. So, uh, no real sex appeal, but Sleep it's shirt. fine. Yeah, absolutely. One zero seven seven won't be sexy. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. When we get back, SGA does one of the most controversial things ever done in a Thunder uniform.
0: <laughs> the flagship station for OU football is Oklahoma's new sound for sports,
1: 107.7 The Franchise. When
2: you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker. all right we'll talk basketball all you want seasons probably what is it four and a half weeks till training camp and some preseason and stuff like that in
0: less than a month we will have preseason basketball the houston rockets will have a preseason game in less than a month
2: but we just heard a little bit of the trailer of the joker with joaquin phoenix Ooh, is this show brought to you by
3: the joker by with walking me like
2: i did black panther like yeah. i did the entire was i remember that i did a post game brought to you by black panther yeah that year that it was out yeah so yes this uh show can be brought to you by the joker uh okay a couple of things here i'm i'm in for it i'm yes i'm all in you got me i'm going i'm going i'm going to go twice i might go three times that's i'm known for that uh but it's coming out in october is that, for film fans, isn't that a weird kind of, like, isn't, this like a, isn't that when they do Oscar
1: movies? Not if you like horror movies. That's what they're trying to do, man. Yep.
2: That's
4: they're what this is. They're putting it out is. in October because that's, like, the season of Spooky, you know?
1: That's true. Mm. It's when you put, like, like kind of scary movies, and it's not really a horror movie, but I guess it is kind of a, it's
4: like, a like psychological a thriller, thriller
1: like, type movie yeah. in a way, probably. Okay. But I, I think it's legitimately, it's Oscar bait. That's why they're doing it. They're trying to win some Oscars.
2: So, DC... Who can't do a damn thing right when it comes to their uh, their film universe.
0: Shazam was fine. <laughs> Wonder Woman was good. Everything uh, else is pretty much stunk.
2: They're going to win an Oscar or get at least nominated for an Oscar for the Joker for a third time think about yes. this. Did Nicholson get nominated? I, You know what? And if he didn't... I don't think he did. That no was a time one, when... No when, one is old enough to, to dispute
1: me. But I, I think that was, a, that was a time when it just Mars wouldn't have happened. You Mark, know Ham, I mean?
3: Mark Hamill for Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Yeah. He played the Joker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> First Batman movie I ever saw. I would guess that he didn't because I just think at the time... Those movies didn't get nominated Don't ever let the truth Yeah g- But get they've won one, one, one For the Joker <laughs> I mean like yeah. You know Heath Ledger he- won Yeah So yeah. they've won one before
0: And his acceptance speech Wait Never mind John John
2: Oh, <laughs> too soon. oh no too I love soon. it when you're the bad guy I love it Anyway uh, But yeah I mean this is uh, This is pretty awesome And now that the Avengers are over And they're giving us this BS Fourth phase or whatever uh, This could be the best comic book movie For quite a while Yes. No. No.
5: Could be the,
3: the next Black Panther doesn't come out for like three years. Yeah. Yeah, when so. does the uh, Doctor Strange sequel come out? Because didn't they say it was supposed to be kind of like a horror movie? That's
0: like 2022, right? Yeah, it's a well, while still.
3: I can't wait for that one then. Yeah, but <laughs> all these Marvel, all the
1: Avengers movies, the the new Avengers movies are the TV shows. That's the thing. Like right. all, it's all the Disney, it's Disney Plus, Disney Plus shows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So that's- so all those characters are gonna, those are going to be like real. Those won't be like the Netflix shows where they like every now and then we'll mention that like New York got blown up. These will be like the actual <laughs> characters and real important stuff.
2: Although hot take, Agent of Shield's crap. I the, binged like
0: the first fourish seasons at one point and just sort of lost interest.
1: I the best. <laughs> here's a hot take. The best Marvel show of the modern Marvel shows. Sure. It's close between Daredevil and this, but the one that that got killed too soon was Agent Carter. That that show's <laughs> really good. Agent Carter was yep. legitimately good. How long was in game? Like, how
3: long was the movie?
2: Three, like three hours.
1: hours. Three hours. Three minutes.
3: Here's my hot take. If Batman was in it, it'd be 10 minutes long. Real credits. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> what else Thanos franchise? kills Batman
1: so fast. <laughs> seven? Uh, no.
2: in Tulsa, his superpower is being rich. He said it himself. <laughs> Um, I wish Man, I had we don't talk
1: car. about Batfleck. He doesn't yeah. count. That's yeah. not in the canon. He's never well, liked Ben Affleck. He's
2: like one of the best ones.
1: Not canon. No.
2: His top three Batmans. Argo and Gone
3: Girl were fine. It's it's Batmenger.
2: Hold on. Argo? That wasn't Batman? Anyway, I'm confused <laughs> no. now. <laughs> All right. SGA. Right? This kid. This kid who can't buy a beer. Segway. He's not... Uh, he's, he's, not 21. He's, like 20, no, he's 21. He's 21. 21.
1: That's not how you pronounce SGA. What?
2: When did, he, when did he turn twenty-one? Like it just Recently, happened, right? just now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess he had his first beer.
1: I think it was in summer league. He yeah. had his first beer and threw on that damn Sonic's He's jersey. He's Canadian. I don't even know if that's when they're cut when their legal age is. Who knows? Is it seventeen? I don't know. It could be twelve. Hell, it's Canada. He's
5: been
2: drinking for years. You can have Molson at like eleven. <laughs> yeah. Everything
1: else is different.
2: With your moose, uh, he threw. What he uh, had his face put on a Sonic's jersey. Looks like an old picture of uh, Gary looked, Payton. It
1: looked like somebody did it, right? Somebody yeah. sent it to him, probably, and, and he
2: was like. The Thunder need to bring back the Sonics throwback. This damn kid doesn't know anything, does he? Yeah, that is so wet behind the
1: ears. Everybody's doing it, though, Jerry. It's not going to happen. Uh, because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that Shay probably doesn't know because he hasn't been around. Uh, the Thunder, from like literally day one, have spent ten year, 11 years now distancing themselves from the Sonics and being their own thing. It's the most notable thing, I think, about this. When Westbrook became the leading scorer in the history of the combined franchise, they didn't promote it. It wasn't in their game notes. They didn't mention it. Like, he got asked about it by a guy from ESPN, Tim McMahon, asked him about it. It happened in New Orleans this past year, and Westbrook didn't know. He had no idea it was happening. And, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but Westbrook is sort of aware of his achievements (laughs) most of the time. So, like, that one was a little – that was – he had no idea. I just – okay, so –
2: What's the uh, everybody everybody on board with what's the deal with this? The Thunder own the Sonics history. It's just in a closet somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they don't they don't the, cite it. The ever. championship trophy is not on display. The, that's in
2: Seattle
1: in a museum.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh the I've seen uh, it. the retired jerseys are not displayed, however, they are still retired. They're not handing out Jack Sickman's number 43 to anyone. They have not handed out even though Gary Payton's number 20 was never retired. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. No one has wore number 20 for the Thunder.
2: Okay, so mm-hmm. no one should has... should give re- it to, like, Lou Dort. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's wore 20 for the Thunder, yet it hasn't been retired, right. right? And there's, like, a whole slew of those guys that haven't been retired.
0: Kendrick Perkins was number 43 in Boston. He switched to number 5 because that number was not yeah. available.
2: Remember when the number 13 was retired
3: for, like, a few seasons? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, and I know you have, to, you have to scoot here in just a minute, Brett. fine. But I'm going to ask you this question. Now that we've had this re... Give me a re. A re... Not a rebuild. Replenish. replenish, Reposition reposition and replenish. Let's get all the re's out here. Now that we're going through a re... Yeah. Shouldn't the Thunder consider embracing some of the Sonic history?
1: No. No. Because the Sonics are coming back someday. There's going to be Sonics. So just keep your distance. Yeah. Let them be their own thing. And then also, like, I know some people uh, yesterday got kind of worked up about... uh, the Clippers are doing the Buffalo Braves throwback, and it's like, well, why can't the Thunder do yep. it if the Braves are doing it? It's like, not exactly the same situation. <laughs> Nobody in Buffalo is like, I can't believe we don't have the Braves The anymore. Vancouver Grizzlies throwbacks yep. are coming back this year. That yes, one sir. surprised me because that one is, a, they do want a team back mm-hmm. in, in Vancouver, so I'm a little bit surprised. But it's a, contig- but it's- it's
2: a Canadian contentiousness, which is
1: yeah way. it's got to go through customs it's a long <laughs> process like here the the seattle thing is so immediate and people are so so mad about it the sonics and it, also the sonics obviously very different from the grizzlies in terms of, like just their history and their connection to the place yeah the,
3: the way i've always seen it with the thunder and how they feel or feel about seattle or just that that history is like if you if you went into a coma in 2008 and then woke back up a few years later you would have just probably assumed oh the thunder and expansion team like the thunder just feel like an expansion team in terms yeah. of uh they, they they acknowledge that history in in that they own it but they don't really publicly want to acknowledge it because they just want to be their own thing and their own entity they want to create their own history and their own tradition i understand why because like brett said like the sonics are going to come back someday and it's going to be a fun rivalry when, when it when it does occur
2: there's uh two types of people that understand this split and don't there's people who've been through divorces and people who have not if you've been through a divorce <laughs> You understand the split between (laughs) Seattle and Oklahoma City. If you have not, that's why you get the little gray areas of these young, wet-behind-the-ears kids are like, well, how come they just can't? because
1: mommy and daddy didn't get along and here's another here's another good way to understand it go to seattle just go
0: talk to anybody
1: in seattle
0: it's just like any divorce you got bill simmons up there like you know just just throwing darts at the (laughs) husband for leaving and it happens all the
4: time well i feel like it's just an awkward situation because i i think that oklahoma city they don't really have a problem with seattle and the whole like i don't know animosity that comes with that but seattle has a problem with oklahoma city so why would you try to intermingle those two right now because it would just be awkward and uncomfortable and i like do you guys remember that wrestling video uh yes. when they said something about yes. that and he, oh my it was like booing for five straight minutes like seattle does not like oklahoma city so why try to force that to happen so I, yeah.
0: just one thing to keep in mind madison wrestling is fake
2: well again, oh, is you it? watch your damn mouth first of all that was elias who said that? And, come Elias on the table, Sports you?
1: The, 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 the record keeping? Yeah.
2: <laughs> walk with Elias. The That's longest what...
1: consecutive boo <laughs> according
2: <laughs> to Elias. That's what WWE stands for is walk with Elias. So anyway. Is it? Yes, it is. Absolutely is. But I just I thought that was funny. And the fact that a new generation of Thunder the face of the Thunder eventually sitting there saying that. I mean
0: I mean think about it. I mean, like Shea Gilders Alexander, first of all, he was in
1: Canada, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, so like he was in another part of the world. He's on the other side of the planet when this happened.
1: Also, very young at the time. It's been what eleven years, and Shea is twenty one. Yeah, so he was
0: like (laughs) nine and ten years old when this happened. You know, it'd be like my son has no idea what's going on in the NBA right now.
2: I will say this, Brett. You said that uh, Seattle's going to get a team. Seattle's someday. Okay, yeah, Yeah, I. uh, I I wish I could believe you. They're so wrapped up in it's gonna Sounders coverage right now. I don't know if they have the beat writers to cover and it. They got that hockey team coming
0: too. They're very yeah. excited
1: about the hockey so. team. Yeah.
0: That the the key arena is getting rebuilt, basically torn. for hockey,
1: right? Like they're yeah. rebuilding it for the NHL. And it's 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 just a. I was there in December, January. um It's just a. It's a huge fence up around it. There's all this work getting done. So it's it's gonna happen. Seattle's one day whether it's somebody moves or the nba inevitably expands which i think the nba will do at some point all right uh, they'll get a team
2: we're going to get out of here in just a couple of minutes but the last thing that i want to kind of go over with you britain thank you you've been so gracious sure. with your time appreciate it and the purple rain shirt kicking ass i'm not oh, going to sing ice. but that's what i was going to ask you to dance. do it's, it's kid, yeah. <laughs> uh danila golinari and you, you've discussed him a little bit in this hour or whatever but have we seen a player as disassociated with the Thunder no. as we've ever seen Danilo Gallinari?
1: It's super weird because they got him in this trade and, and they got him along with this young player that everybody talks about as sort of the future of the franchise. So Shea Gildas Alexander is like this big thing they got and they got all these draft picks. And then Gallinari sort of the guy you easily forget. They're probably going to trade him, so he's not going to be around very long. He's been out of the country from almost the moment he got traded. Basically, I mean, he came back in. He actually flew in to take a physical because you have to take those in person, and I think it was like the only time he's been in the country since the trade. Yesterday, I was really talking to somebody about the World Cup and who's playing in it. I forgot him. It took me like, you know, it was like five minutes after I had this discussion. I was like, oh yeah, and also Gallinari's in it. You know, besides Schroeder, and then thinking about the guys who aren't, Gallinari is. And the weird thing is Gallinari, who is a really accomplished NBA player, is coming off easily the best season of his career. He was great last year. So yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's um, it is such a rental, a
0: rental situation for him for the team. Uh, but also, look, I mean, this this happens across the league, right? Where guys wind up in spots where they know it's temporary. You know, we I think we have sort of here in OKC, you know, we've become uh comfortable with the fact that guys you know uh, they're, they're here for contiguous stretches of time for the most part yeah you get a Karan butler that parachutes in a taj gibson etc but yeah continuity big buzzword around here and now you've got a couple of guys that's like yeah you're just gonna you know you're, you're gonna do some time here and then you're moving on but brother have
2: I, you seen a guy who's like a it's going to be an integral piece of the thunder uh just not a thunder guy <laughs> I
3: mean, what are we all talking about? It, it's such, like John said, it's such a rental. Like, they're human beings. They they can see it, too. So, um, he's enjoying uh, playing for his national team, and I would be enjoying Italy as well over the summer. I wouldn't be thinking that much about, oh, I get to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Cool. It's going to happen. It'll Shoot, happen. I wish I was He'll, in Italy all summer. Um, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander had a lot of good things to say about him last week when we had a chance to talk, um, talk to him. Um, uh, Shay was... Um, happy that he was a part of the trade just to have that veteran presence and that experience that he has with him um, coming over to a new team. So, like, is going to be a good professional about this while he's here. However long he's here, I mean, that's up for debate.
2: I mean, even Deion Waiters, who a guy you would expect this kind of this connection from, even he was sort of a thunder dude. Like, sure. It, you know, it, it it just had that feel about him.
3: He dunked on Steph and raised the roof, man. I've never seen anything <laughs> like
1: it. I'll say this, though. In the span of time that he's here, however long it is, and it might be two months or whatever, he, I bet you he's going to have enough good games. There are going to be a lot of people who are sad the day he gets traded. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that yeah. makes total sense. Brett, thank you so much for thank your you. time with us. That was, I really
2: appreciate it. Let's do it again. Sure. Hell, maybe I can come on your podcast. I don't know about that. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Whenever we get back, uh, we'll talk about uh, the trip that uh, Brady and Madison had with SGA and talk a little bit about what they said to him. Oklahoma has uh, been kind enough to move their football game to Sunday so we can have one more show. So thank you very much. Thanks, OU. Oklahoma football. Tomorrow they take on the Houston Rockets. Uh, James Harden. Uh, Eric Eric Gordon signs the long-term extension. extension. Yeah, max extension. Well-deserved. Russell Westbrook coming back to Norman, I guess. uh, If you think
0: OU's defense is bad.
2: (laughs) Watch the Houston Rockets.
4: I would love to see James Harden and Russell Westbrook in football pads just trying to play a different sport. That would be incredible.
3: P.J. Tucker is going to lose, like, 15 pounds trying to keep up with, like, all the guys that
2: Russell and James are going to just let run right by him. Spoiler alert, they're putting James, James Harden. On the offensive line, because <laughs> he's run over. Yeah. He's just.
3: Well, OU's got a bunch of new starters on offensive <laughs> yeah. line. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be a tricky situation
0: to keep an eye on. Uh, Russell's going to go for every interception.
4: <laughs> just every... leave him out to dry. He <laughs> plays defense and offense. Like, just <laughs> let him play. He's like
2: he's like Deion Sanders, except for without all the talent on
4: the football field.
2: <laughs> One seven seven of the franchise. One seven nine in Tulsa. We will have you a cover from wall to wall, 24 hours of coverage. Did you hear this? Uh, the reason I want you guys to pay attention is because I'm going to pitch this to Randy for the first game for the thunder too. 24 oh straight hours of pre- like, game, what? <laughs> a pregame coverage for the OU Sooners, starting with the big 12 championship game, where spoiler alert, Kyler Murray and the guys beat Texas to win the big 12 championship. And then on into the night, you have the producer show. Uh, they are going to take you all through the night. Like Cindy Lauper, uh, Sam Mays will be a part of that. And then back to regular programming on a Sunday. You got Mike Steely and his guys going, Todd and Dylan, me and Kelly, and then on to network coverage. Uh, that's right. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam, Colby, and Aaron will be at the Party on the Palace. That's what they're calling it this year. Not Fan Fest. It's called Party on the Palace. You'll know it. It's right there by McCaslin Fieldhouse. And oh, is that in, in between the, the North clock. End
3: Zone and the yep. McCaslin? I can't say anything that's today. Okay. That's right. It's You're like fine. 10 feet away from my tailgate.
2: Oh, 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 I'm sorry. And then also there's Brady's tailgate. Yep. So, Brady's
4: <laughs> tailgate is legit. We had like barbecue and like right. adult beverages. Well, let's invite all of our franchise
2: listeners to get Brady's. Everybody's invited to Brady's yeah. tailgate. Just uh, bring donation money. <laughs> so all that stuff's happening tomorrow. 24 hours of coverage. And then, of course, here on the franchise, the flagship station for OU football, uh, you will hear Houston. Uh, at OU. So all that stuff will be happening tomorrow on a Sunday. So weird. Usually this would be the first week. Oh, you got something to read.
4: I have something to read. Read it it off there, Madison. All right. So I believe this is going on today. It is the kickoff on the corners today, 11 a.m. to midnight. There will be seven bands, including headliner The Nixons and local groups Banana Seat and Super Freak. Uh, They will play on a stage at the intersection of Boyd Street and Asp. On the north end of OU's campus, an OU football pep rally featuring cheerleaders, mascots, and special guests will take place in the early evening. And the family from or the family friendly event will also include face painting, giveaways, t-shirt tosses, and food and drinks.
3: I cannot stress this enough, uh, people that will be attending this. If you get drunk. Use your ears and listen for (laughs) trains because a lot of people die over
2: there.
3: Wow.
4: (laughs) I mean, thank you for (laughs) that (laughs) PSA.
3: I'm tired of hearing those stories once (laughs) every four weeks.
2: You can't stop a train. Operation Lifesaver. Thanks. The Nixon's. <laughs> that's your takeaway for the entire thing. Mid '90s. By the <laughs>
5: yeah. Richard. I thought.
4: <laughs> Mid '90s. Oklahoma local rock band, The Nixon's. Sister. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. FOMA. That's yeah. Awesome and super freak and banana seat. Get
3: out, mattis That was so funny. She's like, "That's awesome," and she was still looking at the sheet to read something. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, awesome. It's, written on the... to, like, it's only written on the sheet. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>